This podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear and most recently home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design a perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Discover, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast off. Hello and welcome to this month's episode of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. And as we were talking just before we started recording, I won't go into the half hour call we were having before we started recording because <laughs> most of that is irrelevant to this, but there's been a lot of stuff happening at DLP. Yeah, it has. In Again. a short space of time. Yeah. <laughs> After you said last month, oh, there probably won't be anything next month. The nah. parks will open and it'll, it'll just, everything will be fine and, and dandy. We won't have anything to talk about. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been quite mad. Um, where, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the big, the big, the big thing? Or? It's up to you. Cause the, the big thing is all on you. <sighs> Which means all on me. I haven't, I haven't caused this. Um, well, no, but okay. All right. Well, look. The the big news is that uh, Sophie and the ten things to know before you go is is no more. That's the big news, right? <laughs> yeah. So everyone yeah, goes okay. out there. Devastating. Absolutely <laughs> devastating. I see what's weird with this though. Before you know, this is obviously a joke, jokey comment I'm making here because obviously that's not the big news story, but it is still significant because for years, um. We've had Sophie in our hotel rooms, yeah, on the TV, of course. Um, and you know, in in American in Disney World, we've had uh, Stacy, uh, Stacy J. Aswad, I think her name is. I yeah, Sophie is. I don't even know if Sophie's a real name. Um, but we've we had uh, Stacy over in in Walt Disney World. Very similar. Yeah, you, ideas. you say you say that about Sophie. I can never find anything about her. Well, I have searched is... high and low for details about her and can't find anything you are not the only one and that's why i don't know if sophie exists i mean obviously she's a real person but is sophie yeah. real that's the question and it's weird because i feel like i know her from somewhere else somebody said that they spotted her in an advert for something else possibly that might so, be it. or like yeah. she was on kids tv in the 90s or something i don't right. but the thing is sophie i mean obviously like Sophie is a regular name, but Sophie is quite a popular French and English name. Yeah. Which kind of adds to that, is Sophie actually real? 
Yeah, because it and be she's surnameless as well. Exactly. We knew who we knew who Stacy was. Yeah, you know, but we don't know who Sophie is. So this is this is really interesting. Um, but I don't know if we'll we'll find that out anytime soon. I'm sure she if anybody's got any details, let us know. Yeah, if you know who who Sophie in quotation marks is, let us let you please get in touch. And we'd um, love to talk to her if you're listening. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but but they did the, the videos are very similar in that they they kind of talked about the the must do things at the Disney parks. Yeah. Um, and I mean it was quite it was quite funny watching the Sophie stuff because it did feel quite dated. Like it didn't get yeah. updated very often. And even the, the Disney World run didn't get updated that often, but it still got updated on, on occasion. But what's weird with this is that they've both been axed at the same time. Like within a week or so of each other, they've yeah. just gone. So they were obviously just completely given up on that idea. Well, I suppose, and this will actually lead into the main story. So the thing is, when you first went to Disney World or Disneyland Paris and you saw those videos in your hotel room, if you hadn't planned your trip before you went, so if you were going here for the first time, you hadn't done any research on it, and that is what people sometimes do, right? Not everyone is yep. an, a mad idiot like us um, and, and get obsessive about things. But if you didn't know what was there or what you could do or what the rides were like, these videos were a really good indication of like the must-do things and what you might expect on them. So there was no, if you saw that and you saw her go on Star Tours, you knew what that ride was going to be like, or her going on Space Mountain or doing Buzz Lightyear. And I don't know why I've picked three attractions all in the same land, but you know, you, you've got an idea of what to expect from these attractions. Yeah. And the thing is, you could then go you know, when you go into the park the next day or, or whatever, you would know where those uh, places were, you know, what land they were in, and, you know, you could get a fast pass for them and, and everything like that. And that's always been the case. So it's been quite a useful tool. In Disney World, they changed the fast pass system, you know, eight years ago, seven years ago, something like that. So yeah. all of a sudden, you get into your hotel room with no planning, and in seeing these videos and thinking, God, this is what I want to do. Well, you're not getting a fast pass for them. No. Because you had to have put that 180 days out. Yeah. So you've left it too late for that. You are now going to have to queue up. Um, and, and obviously on some of those attractions, you could be queuing absolutely hours to get on one of those. So in, in that regard, I think because of the change those videos were slightly redundant because yeah. they weren't serving the purpose that they originally would have done. No. Um, I mean, it would have been a better, kind of a better idea to have just done the things that you probably can walk on to. Our best walk-on attractions. These are attractions that people like so little that you can just walk <laughs> onto these without having yeah. a fast pass. These are the ones with massive capacity. But the other thing as well, I don't know why Disney didn't move this content onto youtube yeah or their own website or something so let's let's just say um you booked a trip for this year um and i'm saying this stuff because obviously it's true but let's say you booked a trip for this year via disney 
So you've got your booking through Disney and you get your email and it says, you know, this is your itinerary and you've got your dates and you've got your hotel and, you know, all of that information. And they say, and here's a link to, um, you know, help you plan your trip. And also this is when you can book your fast passes. Yeah. And then they send you that information so you can watch like these videos, see these attractions and go, right, uh, here's my list of what I want to try and get fast passes for. And then when your fast pass window opens, off you go. Do you know what you're it. looking for? Yeah. yeah. And that, that to me makes much more sense than wasters you get in the hotel room <laughs> while they this information and it's yeah. too late. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that does lead us to the next point. And oh, the, oh, the big story this month. And I mean, this is, this is huge because this yeah. is impacting Disneyland Paris now. It's rumored, and I, you know, I think it's almost a given that this is going to impact our American parks as well, at yeah. the very least, Disney World. Um, yeah, if not Disney, and, in a, and well. I think it'll be in a different way with Walt Disney World because it is such a massive place. Mm. But I think it will be implemented in some shape or form, mm. um, whether it's additional to what you can already get. Because I can't see them scrapping. Fast Pass Plus completely. It's it would be a little bit odd considering how much they invested in that yeah. system. I mean, wasn't it something stupid like forty million dollars or something to develop it? Yeah, it was. Something it huge. was massive, and it took forever to implement as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it took so I I see this for that part, those parks certainly as being in addition, right, um, to what they've already got, um, Paris quite clearly not mm. um so it's called am i right in saying it's called premier access yeah which again is ridiculous because they're already using that name elsewhere well, as i as i said to um to daniel potter um who was one of the first sources i saw that was talking about um this. I mean, the press release came out to the usual inside ear sources, and then obviously it's all over every Facebook group within minutes because that's the idea. Um, and when the when the additional information came out, and it's called Premier Access, I said they must really be trying to get the most out of that trademark as they possibly can. Yeah, because that's the name, and also as well, it's a name that they're probably not going to be using going forward for what it's being used for now. So for those in the dark about this, this is what Disney have been referring to as their. Um, kind of um, release at home day and yeah, day movies. Yeah, video on demand yeah. type thing. Well, I mean, Disney Plus is video on demand, but Premier Access was... Yeah, it's we're PVOD, releasing this film. isn't it? Yeah, we're, we're releasing this film at the cinemas and uh, for, you know, 20 quid or 30 euros or whatever it was, um, you can watch this film at the same time it's at the cinema three months before we put it on Disney Plus for free. Yeah. Um, and it's worked quite well. I mean, not that we go, we, don't, we talk about films normally on here, but um, Black Widow apparently they got sixty million dollars in sales on Premier Access opening weekend. Yeah. So. Yeah, by the sound of it. Yeah, so it's impressive. Um, but yes, yeah, so they're obviously using the name again, and what Disneyland Paris have decided to do is completely scrap Fast Pass. And when I say completely scrap, have you seen what's been going on? Well, that they've been cutting the fast pass line out of pictures. 
not not only that they have they have literally got overnight they are they are removing the signs so every night they're they're removing the fast pass information from two or three attractions they've been doing that for the last since the announcement so yeah. the parts close and then they get straight to work removing it so now there is no mention of fast pass the first one i saw was a twi- twilight zone that's gone yeah quickly but um, it's gone from Peter Pan. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, it's in the process of going from all attractions that have fast pass yeah. currently. So uh, it's it's very interesting that they've they've acted that quickly. Although I suppose that if if you're getting if you're trying to scrap it and try and make people aware that it's gone, then then fair enough. Now, where it's caused issues internally, and I say that as part of the After Dark Podcast Network when this news broke. I mean. I would like to say it split the room. Yeah. But that's not true. It it kind of, everyone was on the same side of the room, except for one of us who didn't yeah. see an issue with it. Um, but I, I, no one really, uh, and, and I've not really seen any major positive uh, feedback elsewhere either um, about this. Everyone seems to be feeling quite the same way, which is this change is, is horrendous. So what they've announced is that going forward with Premier Access, you are able to get uh, what would have been free before with FastPass now as a, as a paid-for add-on. And yeah. that add-on will be between 8 and €15 Euros per person per attraction. And even then, if I have understood it correctly, you don't immediately walk on. You get to no, I to come believe back. it. It will give you a time. It's basically going to put you in a virtual queue, which has become yeah. the norm in in Disney parks at the moment. Yeah, um, and across all theme parks. In fact, Universal doing the same. In fact, I noticed it today at, um, in Hollywood as well. I downloaded the app to look at something uh, right. for Universal Hollywood today, and they're doing the same out there as well. Um, right, I think for for pets. Um, Secret Life of Pets is certainly using one. I'm glad you explained um, all that because I'm thinking pets shouldn't be going on attractions anyway, but that makes, <laughs> that makes sense. Though, yeah, they, they go on the Studio Tram Tour, didn't you know that? <laughs> well, I have actually, I, I've, I've realised when I've said that, that I have seen animals on attractions. So actually, yeah. that's, that's not quite strictly true. But, um, but as you say, virtual queues is, is the way that theme parks have been, have been heading. The thing is, is that, all of them have been using this in conjunction with their existing fast pass systems. Now, Disney have always had fast pass as a free service since it, it kind of launched. You had various restrictions on it. You know, it, you could have two, uh, you know, sometimes two attractions at a time, sometimes one attraction at a time, and then you could go and get another fast pass later on once that one had expired and, and all this. But it was it was part of your your ticket into the park and if you stayed at certain resorts or club levels you would also get some additional fast passes thrown in that you could just use um for any attraction without having to go to the attraction and getting a a comeback time um so it's you you know universal had a separate system you know they never had a free fast pass system but again, if you say that certain results, you would get that chucked in for free or you would pay a flat fee and you would get 
um, you know, the chance to go on each attraction once with their fast pass system. Yeah. And their ticket prices varied, again, depending on the time of year or how far in advance you bought them and, and everything like that. But with Universal, unless you're going right at, you know, a really busy time like July 4th weekend or something like that, you, you don't generally need them. And I mean, no. I suppose you could say the same Disneyland Paris. If you go at a low part of the year, like, you know, late January, early February, before the half term, then you probably don't really need fast pass then. Uh, and that's my really thing. I, I very rarely use them. I think right. maybe in the last five years, I've probably used it for maybe Ratatouille. And right. that's been about it. Um, so in that way, it doesn't overly bother me. Um, that they're scrapping it but in the long run what if I do turn up during the holiday like I am I'm going for not just our half term but for the 30th anniversary and that's going to be a nightmare trying to to get on rides and stuff over that those couple of days well let me Um, let me remind you of something the last time, well, actually, the only time yeah. we've been to Disneyland yeah. Paris together was during race weekend. Yeah. And how many attractions did we ride that whole weekend? Yeah. Exactly. And that was because we couldn't get fast passes, and that's because the queues for everything were ginormous because the entire park was completely rammed. Obviously, and it was pre-paid. lovely weather for the for the most part. It was for that, very that last day. Yeah, it was very warm. Yeah. Um, on this on a Friday and Saturday. So I think, I can't remember the episodes in the archives, but I, I want to say we probably did about a handful of rides. I think you did more rides on the Monday Sunday. before you left. Uh, yeah, on the Monday, yeah. Before, um, then you had the entire weekend. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, because everyone decided to go home on the Sunday. Um, and the, the thing with race weekend as well, you lose those first couple of hours, don't you? Yes. Which is the, the biggest bugbear of those weekends is that they don't, start them before the parks or they don't intend for them to finish before the parks open um no. so that's always a nightmare like last time i turned up what well, that would have been 2019 now i turned up because i only did the half marathon that weekend i turned up on the saturday morning um i went by coach it wasn't like i was on the, the train or anything i turned up and they were still running as i was walking into the parks after i got off the off the coach or off the train at that point i'd trained from Charles de Gaulle um, and yeah they were still running and the parks were all open so you do you do lose those couple of hours in the morning as well which yeah, doesn't help I'm pretty sure when we did the, the 10k together we finished about half 10 yeah um, because we were one of the last to go yeah which was awful because we got there at like half five <laughs> we were still one of the yeah. last to, to, to be released at about yeah. seven o'clock um, you know, and it wasn't because we were running particularly slow, nor were we trying to run it like a marathon, but just because there's meet and greets and, you know, there's there's people, so you can't necessarily yeah. run as fast as you want to at some point. Um, you're not going to finish before the park's open. So, no. and even if you do, you, you you kind of get exited out and then have to kind of come back in again. So yeah, there's, there's absolutely no advantage. You lose all of those benefits. Um, so the thing is, for, for weekends like that, fast pass would be a really good idea, but it was too busy for us to even get the fast passes working properly for us. Yeah, yeah, they so, were all all done for the day, weren't they? By the well, time yeah, we, the people that weren't 
running that were there yeah. were going in and getting their fast passes early. So, yeah. you know, it, it's been a good system. The problem, the biggest problem I have with this is it adds such an expense onto your holiday, which already has gone up. You know, Disneyland Paris prices since the reopening are now more expensive than they were uh, pre-pandemic. Yeah, for obvious reasons. I'm not. I'm not saying they they shouldn't go up. And you know, things will change over time anyway. So maybe the prices would have gone up whether there was a pandemic or not. But they have they have gone up. So your holiday is now more expensive than it was before. You've got less options of getting there than you did before. And I don't know if you heard about this, but Disney no longer include transportation in their bookings. Yes, I did. Did hear that they'd uh, they'd mm. removed that from their website that you you have to book everything separately. Yeah, which I I mean to be fair, I always did anyway because I'd always find the Eurostar was I much more well. expensive. Um, yeah, buying it as a package than than paying for it separately. And you could book your package and not know when you were travelling. Yes, because the trains didn't exist. Yes, <laughs> they hadn't done their timetables or anything, so you could book eighteen months to twelve months in advance and not have an actual clue when you were going to arrive. No, no. So I, I, I just refuse to do that. But um, that, that's gone. So, and, and also, you know, the reason I mentioned that is because Eurostar is running a reduced service. So, obviously, um, in Ashford, it doesn't stop at uh, anymore. Yeah. There's currently um, no direct trains either. Right, okay. So you have to go into Paris or you have yeah. to change. Right, okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's something else to consider. You've got less options to go. You know, flight prices have gone up. I haven't checked Eurostar, but um, I, I believe, you know, they're still kind of where they, they were before. But your, the, the cost of your holiday will be more than it was last time. Yeah. So you've got that. And now, if you want to or if you need to take advantage of the fast pass system, your only option is to is to pay. Yeah. And... Is it 12 attractions they've got um, this for? I'm not even sure if it's that many. I thought it was possibly eight. Okay. I'm just trying to think which ones used to have Fast Pass. So you add uh, Ratatouille. The studios is easier to do because there's not that much. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tower of Terror. Crush's Coaster didn't. No. It had a single rider line but it yeah. didn't have fast pass and that was everybody was moaning that it should have well, um, they've tried it on and off and it's never worked yeah it? so that's it in the studios, in the studios. and in the parks you've got star tours space mountain buzz lightyear um big thunder big thunder indy yeah Pirates didn't uh, have a fast pass. Queue. Pirates didn't. Pizza Pan. Yeah, Pizza Pan, of course. Is that it? That would be right. That's eight. Okay. Sorry, so let's say, eight. let's say it's eight. And let's say you go at the cheapest time. So it's eight euros. And let's yeah. say there's four of you. Yeah. So that is. It's pretty much what you spent out on your tickets. Well, it's. It, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, to get in. So you're looking at you're looking at thirty two euros for one attraction, one ride on one attraction, and then you times that by eight. You know yeah. that was rough maths two two fifty ish, two forty, just over two forty um, per day. 
yeah. on top. Now, of course, you don't have to have this, right? No. I, I understand that. And, you know, you also don't have to do all of these in one day. But it depends on how many days you're there for. You know, if you're there yeah. for two days or three days, you're going to need to implement those. Yeah. Because the chances are you won't get to do all of them if you don't. Yeah. So even if we say you do all of those once um, during your, your state, that's an extra 240, just over 240 euros on top of your holiday, of which, as you say, your tickets are, are about that as well. Um. You know, it, it's an added expense. And most people, you know, I don't want to go on Space Mountain once. No. Or Star Tours once. You know, I want to go on these attractions multiple times. Some, And again, it, it, it can vary depending on when you go. You know, I've gone at points of the year where those attractions might be a 15, 20 minute wait, in which case, great. But I've also gone there where Star Tours has been an hour. Yeah. And then you're like, well, if I'm going to queue here for an hour, am I going to be able to get to see the parade? Or I wanted to go and see the show. Am I going to be able to do this and get over to the show? Or am I going to have to come back and try and, you know, do this later on and maybe I'll have to queue longer or, you know, maybe it will be less. You know, I don't know. I just think it's starting to create a divide where it's not a level playing field. And I I know, as we said earlier, I know if you stayed in, you know, some of the, the higher results or some of the club levels that you would get extra fast passes as well, but they're extra. Yeah. So I don't, to me, that's a perk for having um, a, a, different standard of of accommodation yeah and I, I never saw a problem with that because you still because everyone had access to the system everyone had yeah. access to at least the fast pass and if they'd have turned around and said every day you get to have one of the you get you know essentially you get one premier access uh, attraction per day and you just have to choose what it is and if you want to buy extras then you know this is how much it's going to cost it would still irk me, but not as much as it does now, which is basically you'll get nothing. You're paying top dollar to get into this place. And if you want to feel like a, a rock star, then it's going to cost you eight to 15 euros ahead. Yeah. And also as well, you know, I said eight, eight to 15 euros. So we based that on the cheapest. Yeah. What so happens if we when you go into summer round, holidays? Yeah. So if we did that in, in if we were doing that in August... For example, and that is a time you need to use your fast passes because I've been in August before and it gets busy, you know. So in that case, that 32 suddenly doubles. Yeah. Right. So you're then exactly. looking at 60 euros per attraction for, for a family of four. And then times that by eight. And that's just over 500. Yeah. Which so, is that is that's just outrageous. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, just do it at one step price. And I mean the thing is they tried to do this with Max Bars, didn't they? Yeah. Um two years ago. Yeah. But again, when they had that, that was an add-on. Yeah. You exactly. still get you still get fast passes and you only get, 
you know, you can have one fast pass at a time, and then once you've you've done use that fast pass, you can then go and get a, a second. And some days you might get two or three attractions done, mm. depending on when you could get your fast passes and, and everything. You know, if you time it perfectly, you could probably get four. Um, but you was guaranteed at least one. Yeah. And then if you wanted to buy this pass on top, then you could. Um but you didn't, you know, that was if you wanted to have access to everything at any time. Yep. So you had a choice. You either could stick with the free fast pass that you get, or you pay for this extra one and, and get this. You don't have that now. Yep. You either pay for it or you don't. You either have a fast pass or you don't. And yep. that's where I think it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I, I said, in some ways, it may may work out that some people may just want fast passes for one attraction, and then it's not that bad. And there might be two or three of you, and it, it doesn't stack up. But then there's going to be families, as you say, of four, five, that want to try and do everything. It's a little bit different for us because we go quite regularly. I know it's not as regular as some people that do this sort of thing do, but we've got families and and that kind of comes first but we go on a on a semi-regular basis and it doesn't really affect us that much because we've pretty much done everything um and it is just a case of we're going because we want to do some stuff um whereas you can have families as i say four or five people that will go once and that will be it and they will want to do every single ride and then it puts it in a bad very very bad light and the thing is, everyone does Disney differently. Yeah. So the first time I ever went, we did the full Disney thing. You know, we stayed yeah. on an on-site hotel and, and all of this. And I mean, that was before Fast Passes were even a thing. So, yeah. you know, that's a luxury. I get that. But, um, you know, over the years, we've figured out ways of doing things a bit cheaper. You know, best times to go, staying off-site. Um, I mean, you like to stay on-site, but in one of the... Um, assisted um additional hotels i was gonna say assisted i don't know why i was gonna say assisted, but additional hotels so yeah. still you know within the resort grounds um i like to still stay at valley europe because uh you know it's still close enough and the hotels are cheaper and normally a bit better um but you know staying off site or staying in one of those hotels is normally a fraction of the cost of staying at one of the disney hotels yeah so the thing is, we can go really cheap. Yeah. But if I was going for the first time, would I want to go for cheap? I'd probably want to go at what I could afford at the time. So, and what you'll probably find if it's your first time, and I know for a fact I didn't know about all of those hotels in the local vicinity when I first went. No. Um, you would automatically go to one of the on-property hotels. Mm. Well, I know people that will go on um, like Expedia or Hotels.com or other websites are available. And if you type in Disneyland Paris hotels, you get hotels that are like out in um, Busy and stuff like that. Yeah. That are really not that local. You're you're talking about a 25-minute train journey in. Yeah. You know, Valde Europe is two minutes. You can walk it in okay. about 20 um depending on where you you are to start off with um 
but do you know what I mean? Like, so even if you're doing that and you're trying to just find somewhere cheap, just because you type in Disneyland Paris doesn't actually mean you're going to be nearby necessarily, unless yeah. you, you know where you are. Um, so the thing is, most people, if they're going for the first time, like you say, are going to probably book via Disney or via a travel agent, and they're going to want to stay on site, and they'll be tied to their budget. And their budget could be, you know, £1,500. It could be £2,000. It could be £5,000, whatever it is, right? And you can stay where you want accordingly. But, you know, for some people, that's a big holiday. Like, for me to yeah. spend three four thousand pound on a holiday that's that's a big expense to me i don't have that kind of holiday fund to play around with no i've literally not stayed on property for five six years well i mean and and again this goes back to what you know and what you don't the last time i stayed i went to disneyland paris i took my, my wife and daughter we went away for the weekend i was an infinity pass holder i think at the time can't remember if I was Magic or Infinity, but whatever it was, I got hotel discount. So we yep. did stay on property, and the hotel for the weekend cost me about four hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, for the days that I was there because I got my annual pass discount shuts on top, and I was able to get one of the higher. You get you get different amounts off depending on what's available at the time, and I think in the end I got about forty percent off, which is one of the higher discounts you can get on your annual pass just because i of when i booked it so there was a bit of luck there but it cost me 450 quid for the hotel the Eurostar was about about 200 i think we went indirect cost about 200 pounds so that's 650 then we had to get tickets for for them both we decided to go for annual passes so that was about another um 400 on top of that so you you know you're getting nearer to a thousand, and that's our accommodation, our travel there, and our tickets to go in for the days that we want to go. Yeah. No food, no merchandise. So you, so that and that's a cheap way of doing it. That's a cheap way of doing it. If I'd have booked that all, um, you know, with Disney Direct and with Eurostar Direct, um, and didn't have those my annual pass discount everything like that, that would have easily cost me nearer two thousand. Yeah, it goes from making a holiday affordable to right and get to save up for this. And most people are in that position. I I hear from people that listen to this, um, this podcast and other po- other podcasts that we do, who kind of like say, "How do you afford these holidays?" And it's because, well, we don't all we we do it to our means. Yeah, the reason I haven't had that you know big florida holiday again is because it is now it will now cost me three times what it cost me the last time i went and did a big florida trip because you know times have changed and also we've grown as a family so you know what cost me three three and a half grand in, in 2010 would now cost me almost 10 to do exactly what i did before yeah and that's a lot of money so everyone has their own budget as to what they can afford and if now they're being told that if you want to make sure you get all the attractions done in the height of summer because that's the only time you can go or during half term because that's the only time you can go then that's adding on you know a few hundred quid yeah 
and I, I think it's going to, I think there's going to be pushback on it. I don't think um, people are going to be happy to do it. And I'm not no. saying people won't do it. There will be people that will definitely do this and will either do it for certain days or will, will pick out certain attractions. But there will be other people as well that will just say, no, I'm not paying for it. Yeah, definitely. and that could be because they can either can't afford it or they don't agree with it. I sit in in that camp. I don't agree with it. It would also add on extra expense to, you know, the holiday, which means I'd have to factor that in as well if I wanted to do it. But for me, it's a point of principle. I don't, and and I mean the thing is, not just Craig, but other people have turned around as well and said, "Well, Legoland do it." or Alton Towers does it, or Thought Park does it, well, you're not paying the same amount of money to get into those places. No. You know, I don't know anybody that pays full price to go to a Merlin theme park because there's all these discounts available for them. You know, yeah. whether that's, you know, two-for-one tickets or kids go free um, or whatever, there's always a discount. You know, sometimes you have to buy a packet of sweets. Sometimes you have to buy a scummy newspaper like the Sun. Um, other times it could just be an online promotion they're doing. Whatever. The simple fact is, is that they can charge 60, 70 quid at the gate to go. Yeah. But the percentage of people that pay that is minimal. Absolutely minimal. So if you want to add on 50, 60 quid on top of that, then I don't think that's too bad because that makes it about the same kind of price you'd have been paying to get into Disneyland in the first place. The fact that you're yeah. paying a premium to go to Disney Park and then to get this on top to make sure you can do the rides, that, for me, is the the issue. Yeah, I agree. As I said, it's I'm not as hacked off as some people, yourself included, about it, but I completely understand it where I'm coming from is the fact that I very rarely use it. Mm. Um, so it's not as much of an annoyance that it's gone for me. Um, but I can understand the fact that people will have to pay more to, to do these trips now and, and so on. So I, I totally get the, the anger behind it. I just, I haven't got it in me to, to be that angry about mm. it because it's not something that's going to bother me. And the thing is, it'll be interesting to see if it bothers you when you're back. Yeah. Because it's only at that point we understand what the impact's actually going to yeah. be. Yeah, exactly. We know what the cost impact is going to be, but what's that going to do to our day? Yeah. Is that going to result in bigger queues, which means we have to queue for each attraction longer? Or is it actually going to improve things? And yeah. you've just got to be a bit smarter in, you know, right, where's got where have we got a short queue now? Yeah. Okay, well, well pizza pan's only only 40 minutes, but we know that's gonna be an hour and a half later on. So let's go and do that first before we queue yeah. up to do it's a small world or something. Um but yeah, to me it's just we're in a we've been in a pandemic. Disney needs to make money, I understand. They also need to get people back. And to me, that's not how you get people back. No. Change, you know, basically changing the rules. And I mean, let's be honest, they did. There was no, you know, starting from January of 2022 or something. This is what we're going to do. It is this now. now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even the travel agents wouldn't have known about it. No. 
you know, and we were talking last night about dining plans over at um, yeah. that Universal podcast and about how angry travel agents were for that. And now, you know, if they've been given a spiel about how it works and what you need to do and, you know, here's our advice and, you know, these are attractions to try and get fast passes for. And then all of a sudden, oh, now we can see this on top of it. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and I think that's the other thing as well. If they turned around and said, um, you know, it's going to cost you eight to 15 euros per attraction or, you know, for, for one day, um, you know, to, to have uh, basically a go on, on each of these, um, that will cost you 70 euros. Yeah. Or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. G- give a, give a, like, like they would do with Max Pass, you know, give a, a set cost and you, you get one of everything. Yeah, and that's where it's going to be interesting. At, yeah, this is where it's going to get interesting at Disneyland out in California. Yeah. Because they've currently got both. They have got paid for and the free fast passes. Yeah, but so it's going to be interesting to see where one. they go. They're paid for one is what, 20, just over $20? Yeah. Per person per day? Yeah. And you get photo pass included with that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting where they go, whether mm. they, they stick to what they've got at the moment. Uh, whether they scrap their free fast pass and keep what they've got, or whether they scrap both and implement this new Disneyland Paris version is is yet to be seen. Mm. Um, I think Disneyland's the harder one at the moment due to the fact that they've got a lot of angry ex-annual pass holders mm. at the moment. Um, so pass holders, at the mo- yeah. <laughs> um, so we we shall see where it goes goes for Disneyland. And by the way, when I use the term parcels, that's that's a very uh, vocal but minute amount of pass holders for all the theme parks who think because they have an annual pass, they should get very special treatment, like they're rock stars, yeah. not the general people that have fast passes. Yeah. Um, and look, speaking of fast passes, they're going back on sale. Yes. Uh, this week, 15th. Yes. I believe. Yep. So we're recording this on the 13th. So, yeah, a couple of days away. Yeah. Did, did you ever get any confirmation on whether you're getting any money back? So I got the email that you did to say yeah. that it's been, it's been picked up, but yeah. I've had no refund, but they said it was going to be up to 90 days. Yeah. And when you normally get told something to be within 90 days, it's normally like the 89th day or something. <laughs> You'll get something. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I I don't know. Um yeah, so I'm still very angry about that because if I'm not getting a refund, would they just reinstate my ticket? Um yeah. I don't I don't care. I'm not gonna cancel something that's that's got life left in it. Um if I'm not gonna get a refund. So yeah. we'll we'll see. But no, I've I've had nothing. What about you? Uh, I wasn't due a refund just due to the fact that I was paying monthly. Ah, right. So yours is just cancelled. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still getting the annual pass emails. <laughs> so take that as you will. But the first payment should have gone by now um, since the reopening. So it's I haven't been charged. So I'm just not being taken off the uh, the mailing list. Yeah, you won't. You won't be taken off the mailing list. Um, I think. I think I was still on the annual pass maiden list last time and I let mine lapse um, because I wasn't able to get in the parts and, and do it like, do it over the phone in the end. Yeah. There was still a there was still a gap in between. Um, 
and and yeah, and that's the other thing as well. Have you seen that they've they've removed some of the the discounts? Yeah, the the discounts. So there's no longer the free couple of months when you renew, and you're going to get fifteen percent off instead um, on your next annual pass. So if you you buy one now, it expires this time next year. If you renew, then you will get fifteen percent off the total. And they've taken off the group discount as well, haven't they? Was that what I read? Yes. So there's no longer uh, a discount if you buy multiple annual passes, as they used to be. I think it was, was it six you had to buy? Uh, I think it. Oh, I think it was four and up. No. Yeah, it's been the same household. I can't remember. Yeah. But I know there was also the, the the kind of partner scheme, wasn't there, where if you recommended friends or whatever yeah yeah you had to sponsor them didn't you yeah and that's that's obviously gone by the wayside as well um so what what's annoying with that is as a shareholder i got 15 percent off my annual pass anyway so in the old scheme i would have got 15 percent plus two months free yeah now i get 15 percent which is what I had anyway as a perk of, of being a shareholder. Yeah. So it's diluted that for me. I mean, I, I, I get it's two months. Yeah. But it does mean that, you know, every every five years or so, I'd have got essentially a free year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the extra time added up. Um, so it's 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 a bit frustrating, but it is what it is. And again, I, I, I understand they've got to make money. So I'm not saying that they should, everything should be the same. I just think more thoughts should go into things. Yeah, definitely. Um, Since we last recorded, got a new, uh, got a new um, attraction. Well, show, say attraction. Yeah. Uh, But Studio D has opened. Yeah. I've not, I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, likewise. I've only seen a few bits and pieces in... Um, I said, where did I see it? I'm sure I picked it up on a like a YouTube channel or something, but it was it was only like bits of it. Right. Um, not the the full show or anything. Um, yeah. It's pretty much what you expect from those type of shows, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like the... Um, I use a lot of puppets, yeah um this is more traditional show now you've got you know people in normal regular costumes um i don't know about the meet and greet situation which i know Sinead is obviously desperate to find out if she can meet vampirina um, yeah who you do see in the show um yeah. so she's definitely there um but yeah it looks just like a bit of a generic show really yeah so i mean i wasn't really expecting too much and i mean look if we want to be honest is it is it better than um, the Rose, you know, the road trip? Yes. <laughs> but then, you know, that's not, that's a very low bar, isn't it, to beat, really? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's now all done. Um, there was an update to the hotels as well. Did you see that? No. Oh, the yes, the no opening dates. Yes, I did say. Not not massive changes, although again, no. this is affecting some people. So um Sequoia Lodge is still scheduled to open on the 23rd of October. Yeah. Um the Newport no, not Newport Bay. Sequoia. It's the only other one that hasn't opened. 
I believe. No. Davy Crockett opened today. And it's closing again until next year, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, from the short season. beginning of December, I think it closes and then doesn't reopen until March. I'm going to, um, I'm going to have to find it. That's going to bug me. I thought Cent- I thought Cheyenne... No, keep saying Cheyenne. Um, I thought Sequoia Lodge opened 23rd of October. Yeah. Newport Bay's open. So what am I getting confused yeah. with? Uh, but one was supposed to be opening around the same time and it's now been delayed to the 1st of December. Unless it was Sequoia. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, let's, I've just found an article. Let's have a look. Oh, no. So, okay. yeah, Sequoia's been moved. Santa yeah. Fe is October. Yeah, so it was supposed to be Sequoia was supposed to have on the 23rd of October as well. Yeah. And it's um, been moved to December. Yeah. So, yeah, and I I know people that are booked in November. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. And that's when I was originally, obviously, pre where we are now, because I still don't know what the hell is going on. Um, But that's probably where I probably would have gone for the opening because it's our anniversary then. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, David Crockett will close on the 10th of November to the 31st of March. Yeah. Opening just in time for the 30th anniversary celebrations, or the, or yeah. the gear up to obviously it's a yeah slightly earlier than that. Um, yeah, so if you're listening to this and you haven't found out any other way, then yeah, you might want to check your booking because <laughs> if you're yeah. staying, if you think you're staying in Sequoia Lodge in October now, <laughs> sadly mistaken. Um, yeah, so so that's that's a little update there. Um, should we oh actually no i've got one i was gonna say there's i was gonna say let's go outside the parts but there's one more bit of news that um has annoyed me i've got another bit as well oh okay you go first um so the holiday dates have been announced oh yes well done i forgot about um that. so the halloween festival will run from the 1st of october to the 7th of november and um, there will be a halloween party on the 31st of october this time um so tickets, I believe, are already on sale. They are. Um, unless you're an annual pass holder, they weren't on sale. Um, they said they would be adding them to the to the hotline in, in due course. Absolute I saw madness. on the advert. Um, Absolute madness. Yeah. And then Disney's Enchanted Christmas will begin just six days after the Halloween festival ends on November the 13th and will run until January the 9th as per usual, because of the Russian school holidays. There will be um, a event. There, there will be something for New Year's Eve, they mentioned. They yeah. didn't say what. No, I believe, standard. again, tickets are already on sale um, for New Year's Eve at €109. Euros. Jeez. I mean, the Halloween party's gone up. It's now €89. Euros. And again, last time I went, because um, we went out for the Halloween, they had two Halloween nights that, that year. Yeah. And we went the weekend before Halloween. Um, and I want to say the ticket was about 59 euros. Yeah. But I can't remember if that was before or with my discount. But but even I mean my discount, I think it was like 10%. It wasn't it wasn't anything substantial. So it's got it's gone up a fair amount. 
is the yeah. point I'm making again. Um, and my assumption is that it's still going to be quite watered down. Yeah. Compared to what it was. I mean, when we went, it was absolute pandemonium anyway. Um, it was it was fun if you liked queuing. Yeah. Because to meet the characters, which the purpose of being there was a nightmare. I think we, we met about three characters the whole night. It was it was crazy. It was so busy. And I mean to meet um to meet Boba Fett it was like four hours. Yeah. Or or Oogie Boogie, who was who I wanted to meet. It was it was over three hours. So um yeah, it was it was bad all around. And then to, to, to pay more for a less experience, I, I, I don't I don't think so. And it, to be honest, even if it was the same experience, I would be paying eighty nine euros a head for that. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. No, no candy. No, there's a little bit of candy. Not not look what you get in Disney World. A few sweets here and there. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. They've gone on sale now, and so bizarre. You can't buy them as an annual pass holder. They're the people yeah. that want to buy it first because they know yeah. that they can go. Exactly. Or do they? Because the other thing is the limit for uh, annual passes is still in existence, so you can only book three days in a row. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, I think is just so bizarre. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, what people were doing before when when it was a no-holds-barred system when they first introduced it was wrong. Not saying that, you know, people were blank booking, you know, weeks, you know, not knowing when they were going to be there. But yeah. I don't normally go for three days. I normally go for no. four. So what's going to happen if I book to go and I'm staying off property and I can only book three days? And yes, you can then book when you've used one of those days up. But what if that full day is then booked? Yeah, I can't go. Uh, I it's, it is ridiculous. Yeah, I, you can't limit people on what they can do. What you need to do is limit. Uh, I suppose you can't do that either. Really, limit how many. No, I think. I think how many months are book, booked in advance. I I think most people go for five days. Yeah, at a maximum. And I'm telling you this now, anybody that's never been before, anyone that's looking to go, don't go for seven days. Don't go for six days. No need. You don't need six days there. Five days, four nights of five days is sufficient. So I don't know why they won't let you book five days. Or, or even, you know what, screw it. Let them book seven days. Yeah. And that's all you can book at a time. Yeah. Or they say, you know, you're allowed to book up to seven days uh, every two months. Yeah. Something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Better than what they're doing now. Essentially what they're doing now is saying you can you can have three days here. And then once you when once you've done that, then you're allowed to start planning your next trip. Yeah. It's I just no, it's not cool. Not cool. No. Um, shall we have a look at the village? We're not much is going on. I thought oh, no, you actually, might want to talk about yeah, a certain restaurant. Yeah, uh, Fiente del Oro. Oh man, this has annoyed me a lot. Um, they've changed the menu, and 
what they've basically done is decided that people don't like Mexican food anymore. No. In my opinion. Because what was good about uh, Frente, and we we ate there, didn't we? No. I think we... we oh, no. No. The time I went before, I, I, I had dinner there. Because it's yeah. it is one of those places that can be a bit temperamental when it's actually open. Yeah. Um, but you were able to get, you know, burritos and, um, you know, chili con carne and they had good uh, veggie options and vegan options but what set it apart was you couldn't get that kind of food anywhere else no and i like mexican food yeah i've always liked mexican food likewise and the thing is the one thing about disneyland paris is you want variety yeah because you can get a burger and chips in about five locations or you can get a steak in about three or four locations you you need to have different food offerings and we did. We were looking at the menus the other week, weren't we? And yeah, you know, there's a lot of repetition, and there's always been a lot of repetition. So to have somewhere that had a completely different set of food options is great, and it's now basically been turned into bar snacks. Um, yeah. So all of that's gone. So now you've got uh, nachos with cheese, nachos with salsa sauce. Yeah. Um, you've got a <laughs> fresh vegetables and salsa sauce. Salsa sauce cup, which is about the size of a shot glass. I saw a picture yeah. of it. Um, and it's it looks very weird. It looks like a weird kind of finely, really finely chopped load of vegetables in sauce. Yeah. So I don't even how, how do you eat that? Like a soup? Oh weird. Um sweet corn fries, cheese stuffed uh jalapeno poppers, I suppose. Uh and of course, the most Mexican of food, vegan falafel with vegan tartar sauce. Now, I like uh, I like falafels. I like yeah. tartar sauce. Would I have the two together? No. Uh, and and neither of those things is Mexican. So what, what's up no. with that? Uh, chicken strips. Yeah, yeah, a little box of chicken strips um, and churros. Well, at least that is Mexican. Yeah, I was going to um, say, but they they look manky. Those churros, they're not even proper ones. They're like no rolled up ones. Yeah, it's yeah. not like the churros you expect from Disney when you go no. and get one off a stand that comes in a bit of paper that you eat. Yeah, these it looks are like, like, mini like ones. Yeah, it's like someone's got a uh, icing, yeah. like pillow or whatever they're called, and just squirted some churro stuff together. Now, what has got everyone excited? Um, and when I say everyone, I mean absolutely winos. <laughs> and, and Sinead, who I don't believe is a wino, but you know, who knows, um, is frozen margarita with alcohol. Because, yeah, otherwise it wouldn't be a margarita, would it? That's the whole point. Um, so you can get a frozen margarita, that's eight euros. Um, not particularly big. No. Um, I'd say probably the size of a small Coke in McDonald's or something. Didn't look like a medium. More like a small to me, but whatever. Anyway, that's eight euros. Or you can have it uh, without alcohol as a lemon and lime slush for uh, $3.50. And then you've got a couple of uh, ice cream options. So Solero, White Magnum, Almond Vegan Magnum, and... uh, a vanilla flavor push-up Haribo ice cream thing. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not a dinner location anymore. That's the point. No. It used to be a, a, a sit down, you know, quick service, but, you know, sit down, food, knife and fork, plastic knife and fork. Um, but now this is finger food, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I just found it really disappointing. That was what, you know, my go-to place for for veggie options. And that's now just been replaced with a load of guff, really. Yeah, all of that stuff could have been served in a food cart. Yeah. It's, it's, basically it like the, it's basically like the Frontierland food carts of Walt Disney World. Yeah. With their um, pizza, cheese, cheese hamburger, cheeseburger, spring rolls. It's basically, it feels like that. Now, I've got no idea what they're going to be using there. I've seen the machines, but I, I couldn't see enough to, to make a decision on them. But I know going to uh, my local cinema, where they've got the, the same kind of machines to make slushies, they yep. break down all the time. Yeah. So how much is this going to be available? God only knows. Good luck if you can get one. Uh I can get a margarita. I would, I would happily have a margarita. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing it. What I am annoyed about is they've taken a restaurant and just turned it yeah. into a glorified food cart. Yeah, definitely. So, I agree. Yeah, look, look, let's let's leave on a high. <laughs> this isn't a high, but let's let's <laughs> go and have a look at the village quickly because there have been some developments in the village. Yeah, and I think you knew this before I did. Yeah. Yeah. Which one are we going with? Are we going with the uh what they're doing in uh the uh the show building or are we going with the little shops? Oh well I'd forgotten about the show building, so why don't you tell everyone about that and then we'll go to the shops. Yeah, so if anybody is planning on traveling to Disneyland Paris, um from the UK or from any other country outside of France, um PCR testing is obviously a, a massive part of, of travel at the moment. Um, and Disney have thought about it, and they put a PCR testing uh, facility inside uh, the old cowboy show building in Disney Village. Um, so it won't get much easier for you to get your tests. You won't have to worry about ordering them, booking them, um, to be able to stay in the country uh, and to be able to travel home, uh, as is the case for us currently is that we have to do a test uh before um we leave yeah uh, within 48 hours before we we leave any of the amber or well not amber at the moment green countries uh and amber from is it next week they change um Possibly, yeah oh what yeah well the thing is we're changing our restrictions. Yeah. But that's it. We, we we can we can change what we want in our own country. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it's going to change anything elsewhere. So we're still waiting to find out what yeah. that will you know, when there will be a change in France. I think at the moment you've still got to quarantine when you arrive in France. Yeah. For a few days. I believe week. so. Um I think it might be five days actually be buggered if it was three days wasn't it and that's all you could put for your annual pass um but yeah i mean at the moment that that situation hasn't been announced to change it's changing when we get back but it's not changing yeah. what countries do because that's up to them um, yeah what they do 
obviously a lot of talk of if you've had two vaccines and you know you'll be able to travel to certain countries but i think germany is the only one that has kind of I don't know if it's official or they're just talking about it, but they are kind of suggesting that if you've had two yeah. vaccines, you will be allowed to travel to Germany. There's actually so. been another change in France today as well, um, that you have to have a sanitary pass um, to be able to enter certain places, including Disneyland Paris. Um, I'm not quite sure what that means, whether that means you've either been double jabbed or that you have been tested um but yeah that's been doing the rounds this evening yeah i'm going to ask you a controversial question yeah how many tests have you done uh i've done two that's it i've done none i've not well i did one right at the start to for um research purposes um and then someone at lisa's office got it um and they recommended that we test both well lisa did get tested and was okay uh, she'd already been jabbed once at that point um and i hadn't so you i didn't test but... oh so you didn't all mean... <laughs> oh, right sorry you meant back so, yeah um but i never got my result for the second one so <laughs> i don't know whether i had it or not brilliant um yeah i've, I've never had one um no. Our school, so because of the school age of our kids, they didn't need to uh, do the testing there. They test the temperature and, and whatnot, but they're not actually doing the, the tests because of the age the, the kids are. Yeah. Um, and we did get some tests at one time because we thought um, Alice might have, have had it. And by the time the tests actually arrived, this was, um, you know, last summer or last September. Um, by the time the test actually arrived, her symptoms had all subsided. So we yeah. figured out it wasn't it wasn't that. Um, but no, I've I've not I've not had any tests. I I know because I I had um, I donated plasma. I know I had it uh, yeah. in, in February of of twenty twenty, and I've now had my my two jabs. Um, but I've never had any symptoms. Kind of in between that time to make me need to have a test and I've not been exposed to anybody that's alerted me or anything like that. But yeah, I just think I just find it a bit weird because I mean, I speak to, to people and obviously because of work and stuff, they've, they've had to, you know, do tests, you know, at least once a week. Um, yeah. And I'm sitting here going, well, I've not had to do a single. I, I think I've probably had it at least once. Mm. Um, it was weird because I was ill right back when we first locked down. In fact, my first day off, when they sent me home from the office to do some testing, like the week before we went into lockdown, I fell mm. ill. Um, I went for a run and it was a, a struggle. And then I got, I had a bad chest for about six, seven weeks. Nothing bad. Mm. Um, I, and then it kind of became obvious that there was things going around. And I think I had it not that long ago. Um that was probably the one that I definitely felt like I had something because it came on really suddenly. Um, and I'd been, I'd been to one of those outdoor gyms, you know, that they put in the parks. Mm-hmm. I played a bit of basketball beforehand and was fine. Did my workout and it wasn't, I only did like 20 minutes. 
on this thing. And I was fine while I was doing it. And then I stopped. Could I get my heart rate down? Could I help? It just would not come down. I got home. I was struggling to stay conscious because this my heart rate just wouldn't go down. Um, and it took it took a good 40 minutes for my heart rate to come down from about 140 beats per minute. Jeez. And um, then for the next three or four days, I was just bad. In fact, there's an episode on our Patreon, um, one of the universal ones that I host. So it wouldn't have been last month. It would have been the month before. So it would have been May's. Uh, and I was struggling. And the only reason I did the show was because I was hosting it. Um, and then for the next three well, or four and you days, know our Patreons. yes, of course. Um, <laughs> and for the next three or four days, I was quite bad. I woke up the morning after. So obviously we record quite late at night. Um, so I wouldn't have got into bed with a double recording. I wouldn't have been in bed until probably gone midnight. Yeah. I was up again. I was working at five in the morning. Um, because Dedication, I just couldn't sleep. Man. Dedication. Yeah. I just could not sleep and I thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start work early and get it done so I can finish because I just felt so bad. And it, it's not, it's kind of lingered. I didn't, I didn't think of it to start with, but it was around the time that the, the variant started um, before okay. we knew all the, the new uh, symptoms. So I had a really sore throat. I had chills. I had a headache. Well, I'm and I, <laughs> they were. Um, tell me more. Um, <laughs> Please do. But yeah, I didn't think at the time anything of it. And then the following week or so, they came out with a new variant. And I'm like, and I'd had one jab by that point. It was about maybe 10 days after my first jab. Mm. Um. So I didn't get the full-on effects. The, the jab had started to work. Mm. Um, so I didn't get the full-on effects. I didn't get a bad chest or anything, but I, I think it probably was. I think I may well have caught something on that gym. Well, that's the, that's the kind of problem, isn't it? Because, I mean, when we had it, we, you know, we were at that time being told this is coming. Yeah. Not it was here. And so immediately I thought, oh, it's, it's not that. And then yeah. when they started going with what the symptoms were, because at that time as well, they say it's not here and it's very much like the flu and blah, blah, blah. And then when it you know was prevalent, it was here and they started going like, these are the main symptoms and stuff like that. It was like tick, 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 tick. And then the yeah. one that got me, so I got it second. My mother-in-law got it first. Then my daughter and Lindsay had it at the same kind of time and then I got it and so it was all like I was a few days behind and when I started to go back to normal I noticed I couldn't smell or taste anything yeah and I said to Lizzie can you can you like taste anything she's like no mm. I was like well, that's weird and it was obviously yeah. we knew it was related to what we were ill with yeah but it was probably about another month after that and they went oh yeah loss of uh, smell and taste it's like well we've 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 got the full bingo now yeah, you know we can we can call house, um, but it wasn't until June, I think, when I I gave my my plasma that they said, yeah, yeah, you definitely had it. Um, and at that point, you know, because the antibodies only last so long anyway, so 
I know I knew I was going to be susceptible to it, but um, yeah, I just, I just, I just think it's weird. I mean, obviously, we know if we're leaving the country, we're going to be tested. Yeah, and I've not avoided tests because I've not wanted to take them. It's just I've not, I've not no. had to. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a very weird time. But like you say, the fact that they are, uh, you know, they've got this thing set up is going to mean that when we are allowed to freely travel to to france that it's going to make it easier on the way back at least yeah yeah um, definitely so that's good you know and yeah. i suppose they're not they're, they had announced what was going to be replacing buffalo bills so no just an empty shell at yeah the moment but let's talk about other empty shells because there's been a an empty shell for a very long time yeah uh and to be fair it still is but below that They've now opened quite randomly three shops. Yeah. Called the tiny shops. Yeah. And they are tiny. Yeah. Um, these opened, I think, last week or they started to open last week. Yeah, I think they opened there's there's a separate one, isn't there, that's not connected to the the three. There's a a, a separate one which I believe was originally the hard rock um okay. shop. Um, which is selling candles. I think they had some delivery issues that was meant to open earlier, and it it didn't um, because the candles hadn't been delivered to put in the shop. <laughs> um, so that one opened. That one opened first, despite the, the delay. And then you sent me the picture last week. I think was it from ED ninety two? Yes. Had posted that the the others had been filled, um, and I had no idea. The only thing I could see on one of them was a scarf. Um, and then you filled me in with what everything was. Yeah, because uh, I, I had to, ED92, bless them, uh, took a nice photo of what the shops looked like, but I couldn't see inside the shops properly. So I, I got, I had to uh, do a Twitter search and found some just j- not even like bloggers or vloggers, just, just people that were in Disneyland Paris at the time. Um, so one is like a bread slash cake shop. Yeah. So it's it's not got I don't want to say pastries, but like just like sponge cakes and stuff like that. It looked to me, um, I couldn't really work out what its purpose really was. Like I can't see as much demand for that there, but no, okay. Um, and then there was one that sold things like scarves. Yeah, actually, let me let me phrase that. There was one that sold scarves. They weren't like scarves. They were definitely scarves. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's no you know like scarves um so scarves and accessories of that kind of nature um and when i'm talking scarves i'm talking not football woolly scarves i'm talking you know silk kind of pashminery things the kind of things that i will happily wear to the disgust of everyone else because they're probably a bit too feminine but i don't care um they keep my neck warm and uh, the last shop is uh, a shop that sells sunglasses. Now, again, I couldn't see closely enough about these sunglasses, but if I'm honest, it reminded me of those sunglass pop-up stores you get in um, shopping centres. Yeah. They're the ones that are like, you know, £15 or two for £20. Yeah. Knock off, you know, based on these sunglasses. So they're not fake Ray-Bans. 
you know they don't have like the logos on but they're clearly not ravens these are ones that are the same styles of sunglasses i can't i couldn't tell if that's what this was or if this was a you know official seller of design sunglasses um but there is a shop that sells sunglasses there so. Yeah, so the, the scarf stole that ED92 actually have some extra pictures, mm-hmm. um, some close-up ones. They do sell berets. Oh, mate. <laughs> Any raspberry ones? Well, there's a couple that are quite red and a little bit pinkish. So, yeah, I think there oh, are some, definitely some raspberry berets. I, I like berets. I don't own any. I only own flat, I only own flat caps because obviously I'm a Cockney wide boy, but I would quite happily have a beret. So I would I would happily go there and get a scarf and a beret. Yeah. Not sure about the sunglasses. Depends on what they are. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, it, was, it was like things like Panettones. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. But it can't be that because that's Italian. But it, do you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of cakes that I could see in the photos. So... I, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe it's supposed to be like gifts to take home for family. Yeah. You know, that, that would make sense, I suppose. That's sort of become the norm, hasn't it? Even here, you go into a service station and they'll have like a, a novelty kind of gift shop mm. um, like that sell Friends stuff and Harry Potter stuff and, and things like that. And then like your normal pens and, and stuff like that. That seems to have become the norm. So maybe that's that's the sort of thing that they're doing there. That's the French version yeah, of it. It's 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 odds. I mean, there's a big building there, you know. So we didn't actually specify. So this is below Hurricanes. What was yeah. Hurricanes? And I mean, a lot of people won't even know what Hurricanes is. So Hurricanes is the building that's kind of in between the walkthrough to McDonald's and the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. So right opposite the uh, the steakhouse. Yes. Yes. So uh, it's a big, tall building. It's been there for pretty much since day one. It has Hurricanes a box office outside. has a box office outside for no reason. Um, Hurricanes was a nightclub. So it was a... Uh, I never went, but apparently quite a big nightclub. Um, that closed down mid-2000s, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's been derelict ever since. They use it for training and they've used it for staff functions, I believe. Um, but it's never been used publicly since. And it's just sat there all this time. So these shops are in front of that, kind of like at the bottom of the building. And they and they are pretty much like kiosks. It, a little bit reminds me of like a box park. I don't know if you've ever been to yeah. a box park. But yeah. You know, like that really. They're they're not very big shops. They're almost like stalls, but they're enclosed. Yeah. So, um, but hey, you know, it's it's new stuff, and I don't know if this is pop up stuff. I don't know if these are going to change every few months, or you know, what the deal is with them. But um, new stuff to to buy and stuff that they don't sell anywhere else. So yeah. you know, positives. And then the very last thing. Um, because we didn't talk about it last month, but uh, there's a new Starbucks. Is there in the station? Ah, yeah, in the train station. So makes it uh, a little bit easier. It will do because it will. T- I mean, 
it won't take the crowds away from the village. No. Because if you're walking up that way, you're going to walk through the village. Um, however, knowing that, knowing that there's one inside the station, I'd probably just carry on. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, the only reason to really go to that one in the village anyway is because they sell the mugs. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so the one in the station you would expect to be a little bit quieter. I mean, it would obviously, you know, still be busy because there'll be people using the train station. But the simple fact that you can walk into the station and be able to access Starbucks means there's a there's a different option for you. So yeah. if there's a massive queue, and we've seen the massive queues at Starbucks, haven't we? They're queuing out the, the door all around the village. Then um, that can only be a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Leave on a positive note. I've got uh, just one little extra bit that's come out today. I don't know whether you've seen the... For anybody that saw the Imagineering story on Disney Plus... Um, when it launched last year, um, for people like us, obviously it's a, a big thing. Um, there is a there is a new um, show coming uh, along similar lines uh, called Behind the Attraction, um, which is being produced by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, he also appears in the show, um, obviously with the Jungle Cruise just about to launch. Um, his new new film with Emily Blunt. Um, this will go behind certain attractions across the Disney parks, across the globe, um, and will include an episode based around the studio's version of Tower of Terror. Interesting. That's interesting. Why Why that one? I don't know. I, I would imagine probably because they had to fit Disneyland Paris in somewhere. Yeah, but why not something that Disneyland Paris... Why not Phantom Manor? Yeah, I suppose the they'll probably... Job, or suppose, Big Thunder Mountain? Or... Yeah, I think they'll probably include the US versions of those, though. That's the Oh, no, the I, get, I get that. But Phantom Manor is different enough. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so few similarities between that and... Especially in terms of story compared to uh, The Haunted Mansion that they could have they split that off. Yeah. Um, is there any word of, of uh, if Randall Park is going to be in this as well? <laughs> I don't know. Have you uh, have you caught any of uh, Young Rock? No, I haven't. Not yet. So uh, it's not a spoiler because it's literally how the show opens up. But you know what the you know what Young Rock's about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the show starts off. It's set in the future, and it's about. Uh, Dwayne Johnson running for president. Yeah. So he's being interviewed by Randall Park as himself, who of <laughs> course is is uh, familiar to MCU fans yes. as well. Um, and uh, yeah, he's interviewing The Rock about you know his journey to you know run for president, and it's used as um, The Rock to be able to talk about his childhood, and that's how the episodes start basically. Um, and then it kind of it doesn't go into a, a dream sequence or a flashback necessarily, but you know it obviously goes from that period. And Rock will say, "Oh, reminds me of the time that I did this," and then it will yeah. you know go back to that. It's uh, it's quite a good show. I get a lot out of it because of knowing who the wrestlers are in it. Yeah, um, and some of the actors they have playing the wrestlers are spot on. Um, I've seen I've seen a couple of them. I know Andre the Giant was pretty spot on. Mm. 
from what yeah, I which I thought would be one of the hardest ones to pull off. But they did a good job with that. Yeah, uh, the Iron Sheik's particularly good as well. And actually, the, yeah. the guy that got playing his dad is is really yeah, I spot on. Thought that. So I have actually got that IMDb have now got each episode listed. Um, so we've got Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, Star Tours, uh, the Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, the Castles, Disneyland Hotel, Space Mountain, It's a Small World. Trains, trams, and monorails, and the Hall of Presidents. Well, you, they can't all be winners, right? No. <laughs> I wonder whether that's tied into the fact that the Hall of Presidents will open at the same time. Right. Okay. okay. Which would make sense. Is that Maybe oh. that will end with The Rock as the president. <laughs> Just playing himself, standing next to Biden. Excellent. <laughs> Have they, have they announced actually if Biden's if they've got a Biden animatronic? Well, they've not said anything about it. It's not reopened since huh. the, they closed it. It's just been closed, and it's been closed for longer than usual. Um, I mean, the, the tradition is, isn't it, is that once there's a new president elect, that they yeah put an animatronic of them in. Yeah, but it's been suspiciously quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe they are just putting the rock in instead. Well, I'll watch that episode first because it's the one I least want to watch because I've never done a whole of presidents and never had any interest. No, I in. haven't either, and I'm kind of waiting for it for him to announce it to see whether I can go this time. There's there's quite a few of those shows that I've not done. Like we've talked about it on other shows where I said I'm not wasting my time queuing for the uh, the tiki room. Um, um, I've not done the tiki room. I've not done the um, uh, the American Pavilion. Yeah, Never I've not done the Carousel of Progress either. <laughs> it's one you've got to do once. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I will do it on this trip. We have said that there's quite I mean, a few I've things it, that we're... I've done it twice because I, I really wanted to uh, have a snooze in yeah. some air conditioning. So, yeah. You know. So, yeah. I've, no, you're saying that I've been in its original building. That's the, that's the weird thing. I've been in the one at Disneyland. <laughs> Just never seen the show. No. Uh, but no, I think, um, yeah, if you are um, more on the geeky side of Disney, um, which I think we we would claim to be, yeah. then, uh, yeah, it's got to be a good thing. And look, I would like, you know, and I know we spent a good chunk of time talking about the Fast Pass thing. I would like to hear from you with your views on it. Am I just a grumpy old bastard? <laughs> or do you think I've got some good points? Because the thing is, I appreciate what while I, I of course think I'm right, of course I would do, but I'm also open to why this is a good thing. I've not been convinced so far because the only argument is I can afford it from people. Like anyone that's doesn't have an issue with it has basically turned around and gone, Yeah, it's just just more money I'll spend, no problem. Yeah. Well, to me, I'd be like, Yeah, but I could spend that extra money on merch. So that's how I kind of see it. But, I, you know, I, I I get it. But it would be interesting to see just what you think of it as well. So um, you can email us at discoverdlppod at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at the same uh, name, not with the gmail.com, though. That's that's silly. It's not how Twitter works. Um, but, yeah, please, please get in touch. We'd, we'd love to... Uh, Love to hear your thoughts on it. And, uh, you know, I could spend the next episode apologising for being a grumpy old man <laughs> if, if I am proved to be to be wrong. 
on it. But um, yeah, I, th- I, I mean, that's quite a action packed. Sh- well, it's a podcast. Can be action packed. It was. Uh, we had a lot to talk about, and I think we did. We did. It was explosive. Explosive. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yep, we've covered it all. Fast passes, not doing tests, The Rock becoming president. It's all it's all covered. Yeah. Starbucks. I think we're all good. Oh yeah, oh, and Raspberry Berets. Raspberry Berets, yeah. 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 <laughs> Never thought we'd be talking about them on, on a Disney pa- well, Disneyland Paris podcast. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. That's the thing. I've been mean, saying that. I mean, this is the last episode of what became an accident, which was me recording and releasing seven podcasts in seven days um, to celebrate my birthday. Uh, this is actually, I think, the eighth in a week. So that's a bit of a lie. But, um, you know, if anyone wants to listen to our sister show, Disney Parks and Beyond, um, I did a special birthday episode where I talked about Tron. Um, and of course, not by me, um, but Jimmy, Sa- Jimmy Savile came up in conversation it's not what you expect from a disney podcast and that is right. why and certainly one without craig exactly that was even more surprising um and that is why we say the shows we do on the after podcast network they're not the kind of disney shows you're going to hear elsewhere but no. i do just want to say this before we end right i know especially with the fast fast stuff it has been quite negative but do not take that as us not liking disney or not being fans we wouldn't be sat here for two hours um and, and bearing in mind you paul sod sat with me last night for about an hour and a half as well to talk about another podcast we would not be sat here talking about this stuff if we didn't care or we didn't like it no so just bear that in mind if you want to send me abuse that's fine but never accuse me of of doing this because i'm a hater or something I hate no. what they do sometimes. We leave that to Ryan. Them. Exactly. Um, but that's why we do this, because we generally care, and we are geeks yeah. uh, about Disney. So I suppose that's why we're probably a bit more passionate. Or in your case, meh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care about fast passes. Meh. Mm-hmm. What are you worried about? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so thank you very much for joining us on this episode. I assume... Hopefully, we'll be back next month with another episode. Oh, I would have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If there's another month like this has been, then I'm sure we will be. I, yeah, I, I don't think I can take another month like this. I mean, look, we're recording this on the 13th of, of July. Yeah. Right. We've not had Bastille Day yet. We've, you know, who knows what could be happening before this month's out. If Disney Land Paris are listening, keep it calm. Yeah, we just for a little while, please. Yeah, we don't want to do another two-hour episode. No. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, and we will see you in August. Au revoir. Network.